everyone. I'm joined by Jesse. Hiya. Juanita. Yo. And Lamise. Hello. And we are having a little end of season, end of the year, end of 2020, Black Girls Rock get together, reminiscing, sipping, thinking about all the fun times that we've had. Yeah. Cherishing the memories. Yeah. yeah. That's the dream right there. Hashtag memes. <laughs> I started Black Girls Rock. I've had the idea of it since like beginning of the year. Well, I have been talking for ages about starting a podcast and um, doing something like this. And then obviously the pandemic, I just forced myself to do it because I had nothing better to do. And I'm really glad that I have done it because I feel like I've got to learn so much from other people and like hear so many interesting stories and like especially with the three of you um i have obviously played with you guys i've trained with you guys hung out with you guys but like it just feels different having these like conversations like in this space um and like getting to know i feel like i've got to know from all three of you like a different side of you which i really like and everyone at hackney has been really supportive but i feel like you three have been like really big cheerleaders of um, Black Girls Rock and me doing this. So I do want to say a massive thank you to you guys because um, I definitely wouldn't have been here um, without this. If you could, for the listeners, if you could see their faces, they all look really uncomfortable. And I <laughs> love it. This is what I'm like when like, people compliment me. <laughs> Jesse, I can see Jesse's face just like, I might just leave. I might I just feel leave. a bit teary. It's yeah. very intense. <laughs> There's no time for tears. Don't say the word tear in this household. Not in London. (laughs) Not in London. We do not say that word anymore. (laughs) But um, I wanted to know you guys' thoughts on Black Girls Ruck. And maybe if you want to quickly say a highlight of the year and the season of Black Girls Ruck so far. Jesse? Um, Well... I would like to thank you, Anne, for giving us the opportunity to chat. <laughs> Look at Anne's face. Returning the favour. You know I do, don't like compliments at all. So, so sorry, but I don't carry on. Um, no, it's just nice to be able to have a platform, your platform, to talk about things and just like chat shit all day. So that's been really lovely. Um, I would say my highlight of Black Girls Rock is getting to hear um, perspectives from different people and learn about like black rugby players who I just never even heard of. Definitely for me personally, the highlight was doing a podcast with Simi because as we've already discussed multiple times, I'm just a bit obsessed with her. She's just such an amazing person physically, you know, intellectually, personality, beautifully. Like, personality, she's just wonderful. But all those words exist. <laughs> I did a little degree, so let's roll with it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just been really nice to be exposed to a whole new world and the new side, I suppose, of rugby that I'd not really even considered. So yeah, it's been really great. Thank you. Following on from what Jesse said, like, number one, like, thanks for having us on your platform that you like created, you know, or started by yourself, which is absolutely amazing. Um, but I think like one of my highlights of that does rock, obviously, when I was actually on it, that was obviously <laughs> amazing. Only because I'd never actually been on anything like this. But I think also when Black Girls Rock hit a thousand followers on Instagram, I think like that was a huge moment 
a thousand obviously might not mean much to like I don't know people who have like a hundred thousand or like like big influences but like if you if you look at it from like a like a perspective where it's such a niche topic right talking about people of color or black people black women in in such a a small sport as well like I think that's really huge to get that kind of engagement so yeah for me I, I think you know well done Anne and that's a that was my highlight of the year just to see you achieve that that milestone um yeah uh i think you'll guessed up enough so i don't need to really say anything about you but um the actual podcast is incredible i uh when i first heard the idea i was like that's such a good idea you go do that and i didn't really think that i was gonna have to not have to sorry that was a bad word wow <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> this is your new co-host everyone this is <laughs> positive attitude <laughs> I didn't think I was really going to be a part of it. I thought I was just going to be like an outsider looking in and like, you know, advising you when you needed to. But it has been incredible. Like, I actually really look forward to recording and talking and listening. Oh, because you just, I, I, I think that I'm quite, I've got a good head on my shoulders and I can make my own choices and I know a lot about things. But this podcast has made me realise that there's so much more still let yet to be heard um there are so many people out there who have such incredible outlooks and opinions that we still haven't spoken to or met yet and that's really exciting uh my favorite episode um my favorite moment that i've experienced to this day is still female grinder it just floored me. I'm about to trademark the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to. I've loved every minute of it. You've done such a great job. That's the end. That was really, was that a lot for you? <laughs> yeah, it was, too much. it was actually too much. <laughs> well, now that my ego is straight, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Everyone wow. Yeah, that was all I wanted. So it's not an actual episode. I'm just going to record it and keep playing it for myself. That's it. That actually should be a thing, though. Maybe we should. You should. You should do a thing like have all of your friends say nice things about you. Put it in a video when you feel sad. Just play the video to make you feel better. That could be a, a feature on Female Grinder. If you get rejected from someone and then your friend pops up, your friend pops up and says a compliment to you. Yeah, some verbal affirmations. Exactly. I think that could be, see, we're all linking it together. (laughs) So you get rejected from Jenny down the road, but I pop up like, don't worry, hon, I think you're beautiful. And then that should be enough and you can get your friends to um, record videos for that. I think that's a good thing. That would be an amazing feature. Yeah. Can we I come? Are pioneers. I know. We are I'm, pioneers. I'm really shocked that I'm not rich um, from all my ideas <laughs> and my <laughs> innovation. I think. You know, you know what's mad? Like I was watching this, uh, this like TED talk, and I found the title really triggering because it was like your ideas are worth nothing, and Can't really. I was like. Can't <laughs> I was like, I was like, I understand what you're saying, but also, no. Like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. like, that's really, 
Aren't TED Talks meant to be motivating? That's not very nice. Who's, well, who's, the, who's the manager of TED Talks? Because I want to talk to them. <laughs> How it's dare Ted. they? Yeah. I get what they're saying, though, because your ideas are nothing unless you put them into action. Yeah, they're just sure. thoughts, aren't they? I, that was a very teacher quote. Yeah, I don't like Thank that. You. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree because I think everything. No, it. No, I do agree with that actually, but I don't like <laughs> oh. it. I don't like it. I agree with it, but I don't like it because yeah. I have loads of ideas and I would like them to come to fruition with me doing half the work. Thank you, it's the thought that counts, not the actual doing. So wow. that's my attitude. Do you guys has this podcast at all motivated you guys to start watching rugby? Be honest. Yeah. I yeah. I actually watching have rugby. been watching a lot more premiership rugby recently. And nice. I don't know if I mean let's say it's down to podcast. It might also be because I'm just stuck at home a lot more. Um, and it's quite entertaining but I have definitely enjoyed expanding my knowledge of rugby and understanding who all the players are um, which I definitely didn't really have before I feel like my goal is to be able to name three people on each England premiership team wow that's really ambitious oh, I know okay yeah because mm. I, I was I thought you were just going to say three people in the England national team I was like that's <laughs> quite durable ultimately like hopefully the whole team yeah <laughs> Well, that's, I like that goal actually. That's very ambitious. Keep us updated on that, Jesse. I will. I I definitely watched a lot more. Um, and like I'm excited to watch it, but that could actually, yeah, be to do with the fact that I haven't played any with me. (laughs) Not really the podcast, but (laughs) um, it's been tough. But watching it has been really enjoyable. Mm. However, actually, I think I only watched the Autumn Nationals or Internationals. What do you call it? Autumn Nations, sweetie. Autumn Nations. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't sound right. So that's why. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't it? No. It sounds really no. weird. No. Yeah, it should just be Autumn Internationals. Makes more sense. But maybe that's also cricket. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been watching that. Um, I haven't actually watched any premiership rugby i should probably do that but uh, oh I, but i love that it's on prime the fact that it's mm. become so accessible yeah. Yeah. and i also love that the women's games is on bbc2 when it's amazing. accessible it's just incredible because it's just easy whereas trying to find a link to get on this and uh, it's just too much yeah so yeah i've loved how achievable it is to watch rugby now I do hope they carry that on because it was only for the Autumn Nations that they put um, the matches on Amazon Prime. And I love that. Mm. I'm like, I'm not a fan of Amazon and not a fan of Jeff Bezos, but great platform. Mm. But like, and it was really, no, because it's like easily accessible. Um, but it's like, no, because it's easily accessible. It's not like BT Sport where, because I, I was looking into getting like a BT Sport ad, add-on for my TV, but it's like 40 quid a month. And that's like, really, like, I'm probably going to watch a match like two, three times a month. It's not worth it. And it's yeah. not affordable. I don't get anything else from it. And it's mm. a shame. Um, and yeah, it's a shame that rugby in that sense isn't more easily accessible because we can't play anymore, which mm. is pants it's awful 
I say that. Did you guys engage in ready for rugby at all? Because I, for one, did not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, if you want to tell your ready for rugby stories, how did you find it? Because I thought it was, I don't know, it just seemed like a backs game. I don't like anything where there's no scrums, no, not any kind of contact. You've lost me completely. Um, so, Juanita, <laughs> how did you find it? Like, take. Yeah. yeah so. I so obviously Hackney had a couple of ready for rugby games um on the on the weekend but I also did a uh rugby sixes tournament at at Boston Park for Halloween and then the, there was one like maybe a week or two ago. Um I thought that obviously it's really fun just to be competing and throwing the ball around again, but it's not anything near the rugby that we actually play so that same level of satisfaction isn't there like I think like as the tournament went on like you kind of saw people putting shoulders in or like being a bit more aggressive because it's like you get a taste of like that contact but it never actually comes and you're right and it is a backs game it's very very like discriminating towards forwards at this point because you've got like basically six wingers running around the pitch and then there was me <laughs> not a back <laughs> I like like you know like trying to keep up so I was I was thankful that some of the girls were drinking so it you know gave me a bit of a chance <laughs> um, but yeah ready for rugby as we know it like I just don't see how it's making me ready for rugby I think it's literally just pass this ball around play some touch whilst you wait for contact rather than maintaining like skills and stuff that will make you actually you know ready for rugby so i think yeah it's 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 cute but no we need we need the real thing back asap i hate the two touch rule and that because i know i'm not getting anywhere before two people touch me like i <laughs> no, not and true. that's why i just the thought of it how did you find it Elise? <laughs> You'll be surprised. A lot of people don't actually understand the two-touch rule. So it's not like boom, boom, touched, go down. There has to be time between the two touches. Like if yeah. two people touch you at the same time, that counts as one touch. But some people don't know that. So it's actually a very sneaky game. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It was fun to get out and to run and to pass the ball and to... I didn't realise how important it was to be a part of a team again and to do something as a team again and have those chats and the strategy and the, the humour. Like, it was just so much fun until Steve made it competitive. <laughs> <laughs> then it just made me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> Jesse, have you taken part in any rugby activities? Because um, oh. I don't want to expose you on the internet, but I will. I haven't seen you around at training. Yeah, no, no, you are. Also, because I haven't been there either. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep missing each other. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's a real shame. <laughs> no, I, I have sort of taken um, a step away from rugby this year because I haven't sorted out my knee. And I think I was meant to get it sorted and then COVID hit. And I just thought maybe it's a sign. So I kind of gave myself the year off. And at first, when I was watching other people play, I was like, oh, so glad because it's rainy and cold. And then, like you guys were saying recently, especially, like watching the games, it's made me really jealous and really want to get back into it. And when I came and watched one of the Hackney Ready for Rugby games the other week, 
I thought, because I thought the ready for rugby thing sounds a bit rubbish compared to it. But I watched it, I was like, I could do this. I wouldn't even get hit, so I don't need to worry about my knee. I can just mm. run straight and yeah, I'll get tapped, but that's fine. Um, so now I'm kind of regretting having avoided training all summer because I think I would have actually really enjoyed doing some of the ready for rugby. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to Bristol next month. So I'm hoping that that, you know, being in a new environment might incentivize me to seek out a new team and obviously they won't be as good as Hackney but Bristol Bears nice. Bristol Bears uh, I mean yeah Maybe. sure <laughs> I'll, I'll just turn up and be like hey haven't trained for a year take me <laughs> I would just go with Simi just walk Listen, behind I know Simi, Simi what more do you want Simi Simi will <laughs> Simi. <laughs> Simi would get you in Simi would just Simi I feel like listen. she would just walk you in and be like yeah she's playing with us <laughs> I'll just carry the water for you guys. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever you need. <laughs> and I say this now, if I see you and Simi hanging out together in Bristol, I will hate every, part, every <laughs> second of it. I will hate it. It's like a secret relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> Where do you see Black Girls Rock heading for 2021? So like, what are your plans? I obviously doing more episodes getting more of a variety of people in there's so many i found by doing this that there's actually way more black female british and like international rugby players than i thought and there's so many more people that i want to talk to and hear their stories in the wasps episode um sadia had this like really good thought about um having like a mentoring scheme for um young black females um that are in school and like maybe playing community rugby but like having that role model at like a premiership um international level i would love to set up something like that um but obviously that would take a lot of time and resources that i don't have at the moment so maybe 2021 like planting the seeds um to do with that and maybe setting up a little mentorship scheme and just building more of a community of black girls that play rugby i want really want to like have more platforms for people to have like these conversations because it's i've realized that like i've not actually spoken to that many people and i'm sure there's so many people that have a lot to say or just want to say like oh i went to a rugby training session and this 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 happened is this normal so maybe even if it's like a facebook group or something for black girls at the moment to like come together and like have a chat about rugby maybe starting something like that but um yeah telling more stories and to build the community those are my aims um, obviously you are a speech and language therapist. I think it's a part of your life that we don't really hear much about. So I would love to know, where do you see yourself in five, ten, no, ten years time with your career as a speech and language therapist? I would love to work my way up the NHS and hopefully be a service lead. Um, five years is ambitious, but people have done it people of um less minority backgrounds than me have done it so if they can do it i can do it too so um i'd love to work my way up to be a service lead and like coordinate how um a service in a specific area is run i really like um the area that i'm working in at the moment um the area of like i'm working in like proper east london so like proper not even Essex, it's like proper East London. And um, I'm loving that area. So I'd love to um, work my way up and um, have a say in how the service is run. I want to do more stuff in local 
politics, um, community work is really like important to me. Um, so I would love to run for local councillor as well, which is a very oh. weird, random dream of mine. Because um, you can do it alongside your job. And I think working yeah. in speech and language therapy um, kind of goes hand in hand with like community work and working with people. Um, so I'd love to do that as well, as well as carrying this on in some however shape or form it is. Maybe in five years it won't be a podcast anymore, but just like having Black Girls Rock as a, um, a thing. Brand. A brand, yeah. A brand. Why did you start Black Girls Rock? Because I love, I'm the nosiest person in the world and I love to, I always like to know what people are thinking and like what they're doing and I when I first started playing rugby I was like oh my god everyone should do this and this is like a sport that is like made for black women because like I feel because you have to be strong like so it's so multi-dimensional like there's so many different skills that you need to and you can do well in rugby everyone can do well in rugby if I can do well in rugby and I don't like to run I will happily just stand still and do nothing but I managed to do okay it's a sport for everyone and I think um black women it's so hard to find stuff and like find sports that you can actually feel comfortable in because there are so many barriers um whether it's your hair or like where you live and like location and like equipment and resources that you have around you um and I just wanted to kind of lift the lid on like what I think is quite a niche area and like I think I said it in a previous episode like Hackney is really unique in that there are like we've got a group chat of black girls that play for Hackney which is absolutely bizarre and then like you do go to other clubs and they have like the odd black girl or like it's I always find that so fascinating um and I do want to say it's because Hackney is in like central London but then we've gone to other clubs that are in London as well and they're not as diverse which is I guess it has a lot to do with the culture and like the environment at Hackney kind of fosters that um sense of diversity but um yeah I just always wanted to know I kind of want to find out why don't more black girls play rugby and the black girls that do play rugby how do they get into it and yeah that's what that's why I started it and that's what I want to carry on doing and I also want to learn more about like what other people think about black girls that play rugby because it's not just like it's the fact that um like we are black and we are women so those are two barriers in um terms of accessing sport that is seen as like a white middle class male sport so that in itself like i could there are loads of podcasts about women's rugby and there's could be like loads of platforms about black rugby so i just wanted to make it even more niche and just (laughs) i just wanted to ask you about you know, how 2020 has been in general, like, but more specifically, like, what teachable moments have you had? Like, what have you kind of learned from the year? I feel like starting a podcast and, you know, on the road to being a huge influencer, hashtag influencer, like, you must have learned quite a bit. So, yeah, just wanted to know what you've learned from this year, and 2020 has been well, for everyone, it's been insane. For me, I don't really... I feel like this year has just been a tornado. Like, I started this year as a student, doing a master's, no money, and just, like... Not that I'm rich now. Well, and I am an influencer. But, like, <laughs> I started this year, like, still in uni, going to lectures, doing my master's, um, 
not care in the world. And then obviously lockdown happened and um, had to do all that and had to like do finish my master's in the middle of lockdown, which was weird. Um, don't, didn't have a graduation. It kind of just ended. I had like plans to go traveling and to like go to festivals and just like have so much fun this summer because I'd found my master's for the past two years really hard. So I wanted to have a break, but obviously I couldn't have that. So I had to go straight into a job. Um, as a speech and language therapist, I'm working for the NHS in the middle of a pandemic, which has been just insane. Like it just feels like a roller coaster. And of course, me being me, can't just deal with that. Has to like start a podcast as well, and just like <laughs> give myself even more work. But I really like it, and I've learned that I am a lot more resilient than I thought than I think I am because I have really like my mental health has been very up and down. Um, like this year and like proper like peaks of like absolute joy like I'm doing amazing and then massive troughs of like this is awful and I've definitely had like some of the worst mental health experiences um that I've ever had like this year but then I've managed to come out of it and like be okay and get on with things and I think I'm in the process of learning and I'm seeing this in like a lot of friends and a lot of people around me as well that like we are a lot more resilient than we think we are and we also need to give ourselves a lot more credit um for the things that we do and I feel like that doesn't mean anything but it does mean something (laughs) and like I think especially for black women as well I was saying this to a friend that like I think women of colour should just have like the December 2020 off like we should not be have, having to do anything we should not have to talk to people we should not have to work <laughs> like it should just be a national holiday because like for all of us because this year has been absolute bullshit for like black people in particular um like looking at the COVID death rates and like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and then things that are happening in America things that are happening here and like Black Lives Matter protests and uh, that like do you not find it mad that Kobe Bryant and Chadwick Boseman died this year like I was thinking about that the other day like Like, it just I can't fathom that all of that happened this year and I think for black people especially it's such a traumatic thing and then living with the added stress of like Covid affects um those from an ethnic minority background more and they're dying from it more than um white people are and like even I think there's been a really good push in like getting data out there because I was reading about black women in childbirth as well and that breaks my heart that they're five times more likely to die than white women um, during childbirth and just like there's been like more news and more information around that but then like what do you do with that how do you process that and I think I have learned that like as black people we are so strong and we are like like way more resilient than we should be to be honest because we shouldn't be having to go through this and I think that's been my teachable moment of 2020 and that like black people are fucking amazing but we also deserve a rest and I I I think I've also learned when to stop as well and when to I remember when Chadwick Boseman died and I had to delete Instagram and I was just like no um because I think it was around the same week as like there were protests going on and like another black man had been killed by the police and it was videoed and put like it was that same week and I was just like I'm done so I've also learned as well another teachable moment is like I need to rest and when I need to stop I will stop and because I am very like go 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 um I will just get it done and it doesn't matter but I have like learned to just stop and take care and then there is guilt that I'm not getting everything done but I I can live with that 
Um, so yeah, my teacher, my round that up. My main teachable moment of 2020 is black people are fucking cool. And I'm one of them, and we're all cool, uh, we're all brilliant, and we should take the rest of 2020 off, pay leave, whether they have a job or not, and just like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. I think 2020 has been an incredible year for you, though, because that's, like, to have realised all of those things in the space of a year, where most people, it takes them, like, 10 to 15 <laughs> to get yeah. their head around their their own vices and, like, issues and hurdles. That's pretty incredible. You should be very proud of yourself. That's it, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me. And I hope you have an amazing new year and I can't wait to talk to you more in 2021. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.